When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating. Today, we're talking about dating data. And we're talking about new Hinge voice prompts. And we're talking about double texts. Um, thank you all for listening and being here. And thank you for being patient. Wow, I'm having a monologue moment. Sorry, Liza. But thank you for being patient on it's this your, episode. It's Sorry. your goddamn birthday week. You're allowed to have a monologue moment. Happy one-day belated birthday to Kimmy, everybody. Send her uh, all the post-birthday love. Thank you. I'm sitting here like lightly hungover from just a couple of glasses of wine at dinner um, with a ton of skincare on my my aged face. But thank you for <laughs> the birthday love, Liza and humans. Birthdays are uh, so Scorpio of me, but I have I always dread my birthday. I have a little a light panic attack. I really had a little cry session about the number 33 um, the night before my birthday this year. But then it's very nice. People I just feel grateful for the people in my life. Yeah. It's always really nice to get the like love on your birthday, but it's also there's a certain sadness about adult birthdays when it's a weekday and you're working, you know, and you're just like, okay, I'll just live a normal day. And and it's, it is, I mean, all of the love and everything from text makes it better than a normal weekday, but it's just adult birthdays could be better, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I almost feel like I was like, of course, I'm not taking off for my birthday. Someone asked me that. But like, maybe you should take off for your birthday and, and yeah. really relax or at least have a special nighttime situation. Uh, I think companies, I think you should just get your birthday off. If I was CEO of a company, me too. I would just be like, you're off on your birthday and you don't have to request it. And it doesn't matter if it's the busiest week of the year. I mean, this is why I'm not going to ever be CEO of a company <laughs> because I don't actually know how to like do anything efficiently. But man, it's it's this the the like mid I worked at a company once where I had just or I worked on an edit job once where I had just started working there like two or three weeks before my birthday. So like nobody knew it was my birthday because I wasn't going to tell them I had like, just met these people. And I was it was the most like whole like edit day I had ever been in like no windows and like no one worked with me. So I just spent the whole day alone in this tiny little it was just what you know, and that's just the way it is because we're not in elementary school and it can be a bummer, but also man. Yeah. It's like it's not the most fun. Anyway. Anyways, you I got felt love. Delicious dinner and you felt love. So that's good. That was really nice. Love to be loved. Um so feeling very lucky. Uh, but yeah, we, we're coming at you on a Friday because life gets in the way. So thank you for being patient. If you're new here, welcome. We are a podcast that talks about dating in all ways, shapes, or forms. We do have a regular dater, our dearest Carlin. But 
uh, if you want to hear kind of a data week story or the the journey that Liza and I went on together, uh, start at the beginning. That's cool too. So should we talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk about today, Liza? Let's do it. Cool. All right. We're going to start with Consumption Corner and catch up on what we've been watching. And then we are going to discuss voice prompts on Hinge. Um, something I'm very grateful. Well, I don't I don't know if I'm grateful. I, I haven't used... I can't tell what I feel yet. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about dating data. So every year match, which is not just match.com. They own like every dating app that you're using. Corporations uh, does a singles in America study. Don't love the name of it, but there's some interesting data. So we're going to play a little game where I ask Liza what she thinks uh, before she sees all the data. Like, you know, what do people care more about on a first date? Uh, And then we're going to do a listener question about double texting someone about a second date. And that, maybe a Reddit chip. We'll see if we get there. We'll see. (laughs) Probably not because I'm feeling chatty. I'm double double coffeed. I'm hydrated. And I'm very, very chatty. Speaking (laughs) of chatty, my birthday wish is that if you haven't left us a a review and you have something nice to say go do it because someone left us one that was mean and said that we are too chatty and off topic which is fair uh but i i want that it, it actually really helps us so, so thank you wow i am a greedy little motherfucker this morning um great liza what are you watching I am watching okay i actually watched based on your review dope sick on hulu which is so upsetting. I mean, like it, it's I, in a way where I'm I'm saying upsetting. Like, go watch it because I I have had like a sick fascination with the heroin epidemic, but and, and read a lot about the Sacklers. Like, there were a couple. You know, there was like a really long form New Yorker article that I like read and potentially even recommended on this podcast. And I thought I kind of was like, oh, I don't know if I'll watch Dope Sick because I feel like maybe I have have done all the reading that I can like emotionally handle on that. And then I started it and it is really, really powerful and really upsetting and just really shows, I think, like the callousness of the pharmaceutical industry and, you know, the failures of our government to protect us. And I'm really this is a really peppy th- way to start. But. Um, also, like incredible acting, um, yeah. and I am so obsessed with Caitlin Deaver. She's just like in everything, and she's so good, and she's such a like. I mean, I I can't believe how like talented she is at like, drama and comedy, and she's just so good to watch. And she just like es- escalates, not escalates, elevates everything she's in. Obviously, Michael Keaton's a good actor. Nobody, he's nobody very good in Dope Sick. I I have to be honest. I I am behind now because I. I just get too depressed to turn it on at night sometimes. It's Uh. really upsetting. I honestly, so I started it when there were like six episodes out and I, it was one of those shows that I started watching at like 10 p.m. and then I stayed up till like three in the morning watching, like almost catching up because I was like, oh my God, I I just feel like I need to like learn all of this. But high, high recommendation. I'm really recommending bummer content today. The other thing I'm going to recommend is just a, a YouTube google situation but did you see cecily strong on weekend update do her goober the clown thing by any chance no i did not okay so i really really want everyone to go youtube this 
It's called Goober the Clown, who had an abortion when she was 23. And it's Cecily Strong. It's just like, I think it's the smartest, most like powerful comedy that SNL has done in years. And it made me just love her so much. I won't tell anyone too much about it because it's better if you kind of just like watch it without me yammering about it. But I just think Cecily Strong is a badass. And this piece is really good. And I feel like it didn't like people didn't like post it and talk about it as much as I would have sort of expected. Um, But yeah, Cecily Strong is fucking cool. I mean, everyone knows this, but uh, everyone should go watch it. It's like four minutes or three minutes and it's on YouTube. Those are my consumptions. Okay. SML what about has you? been has been on one. Well, you know, Liza, I didn't really prepare for this question. Um, <laughs> but I guess I will say the most riveting 10, 15 minutes of television that I have seen with my own two eyes this year was the last 15 minutes of the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, where Jen Shaw is live getting caught. For oh scamming God. old people out of their money. Uh, it is Liza, you're an editor. Like, please watch this. Have you seen it? No, I keep thinking I'm gonna catch up. I always have this problem with the Real Housewives franchise, which is like the they're not live on any streaming platform. So I don't watch them until they hit a streaming platform. And then I'm so behind the zeitgeist. But I think I need to solve this problem. I think it's time to invest in a Bravo or I don't I don't even know what it is, but it's time. I think you can find a way with Peacock to get it the next day, even without paying for it. I think with ads, I record it on my um, like live TV, like my fake cable, my digital, whatever. Uh, Oh, Liza, or just this must be on YouTube. Uh, But also, no. The episode, that's not the only wild part of this hour and a half long episode. I mean, you have the feds coming in. You see her like, please turn off my mic to one of the other girls. And then she's like, I got to go. I won't even, I won't even just say I don't want to spoil a single moment. But the other wild part of this episode is that Mary, you know, has her own church and potential cult. She has a, a pasta cooking party and she gives everyone aprons. And she puts the aprons with their names on it in Louis Vuitton bags and hands them out. They're not Louis Vuitton aprons. And she, she puts everyone's Italian names on them, including Heather's name, which she puts as Erica. And when you Google Heather in Italian, the name Erica comes up. So it's just like these kinds of bonkers moments. Just not on any oh other God. Bravo franchise. And I uh, love Mary. Mary is, I mean, they're all batshit except for... The one who owns the Injectables franchise, who I think is actually kind of yes. normal. I love her. <laughs> Would like I just feel like her. she's a she's like a sort of normal person who just happens to find herself on that show, and everyone else is so fucking bonkers, bonkers. man. Anyway, yeah. I I know this isn't a Real Housewives podcast or a Bravo podcast, but I have got to say, I have really gone to, like I went from n- not being a Bravo watcher to being the biggest Bravo stan in the entire world. So. That's cool. Also, this isn't quite something I consumed, but it is Friday morning, the 12th, and Taylor Swift did just re-release Red, and there's some chatter about Jake Gyllenhaal. There are some new lyrics. Um, I'm not a huge Swifty, so forgive me that I don't know the song, but the the song about Jake Gyllenhaal, she added, it's now like 10 minutes long, and remember, Liza, that she and Jake Gyllenhaal dated in like 2010? I was living in Brooklyn, and I remember they were walking... The picture looked like they were walking near my apartment at the time and just, I guess, like, 
he he was not great to her. Like she, the age gap. She was too young for him. I just love. I love when the internet gets a Twitter about one of her her booze. It's fun. Oh yeah. I also just I I love celebrity couple anything. Like I you know I'm fucking here for Pete and Kim. Pete I'm and really Kim. like yep consuming a lot of content about celebrity couples last night I was like oh my god what about Benifer are they still together and I had to I had to google you know they they are they looks like they went trick-or-treating with Jennifer Garner all the kids together kumbaya they're very double gen wow wow wow. right yeah so uh yeah here for it I will I will be uh internet researching that later instead of doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing for my life (laughs) you know what treat yourself okay totally (laughs) let's talk about dating that isn't beaten, Kim. Uh, great. Voice prompts on Hinge. Let's talk about that first. Wow. <laughs> Can you guys see I actually made an outline today? We actually have some structure and I'm not really doing it so smoothly. Uh, okay, Liza, what are your feels on this? If you have not, I'm sure you are all very much aware, but um, Hinge has new voice prompts. They're 30 second long. You can record your voice and send it to the person you're chatting to. This was based on research they did that that – they felt like 65% of users would per, would like this. This would help them test chemistry sooner. And before we get into the prompts, what are your thoughts? I think it's smart. I mean, again, I think that like anything that gives you some info about somebody that's not a photo is great or that's additional to a photo. I'm not saying like photos are useless on dating apps. Of course, I'm not like... I am naive about dating, but not that naive. But I I think that it's like you're trying to like build a case for someone. And from if anything we've learned from pandemic dating is that like more info before you get on the date. I mean, I'm con- contradicting myself and our theories on this podcast, which is like just go on the date. But you are trying to like vet people. So having a little bit more info than like two photos and three sentences about them, I think is good. And also voices are a huge part of attraction. There are like this these studies I remember from my I took a human sexuality class in college that I still talk about all the time. It was just like one of those classes. Um, it was in the psychology department. It's like about the the science and whatever, not the science, the psychology of attraction. But there are studies where they play recordings of people's voices and like have you rate the attractiveness of the voice mm. and for women, I mean, it's wild. Like the same female voice is always ranked as more attractive when she's ovulating. Like there, no, there is a, no, yeah. Liza. Yeah, I don't like that. I it's mean, freaky. Science. It is freaky. But the thing is, is like we are animals, and and voices do in the same way that pheromones or smell. Your your siblings don't smell attractive to you because our biology has taught us that they're not attractive to us. Like. And your pheromones are a lot about attracting a mate who has a really different immune system than you so that you can pass on the strongest possible immune system to your offspring. Like we are all animals trying to look for like a good, um, you know, <laughs> genetic <laughs> mate. It's like kind of fucking crazy to think about it. But voices do play into attraction. And I think it's great to have anything other than and even okay, let's get out of like lizard animal like mating stuff. I also think like you can tell a lot about if someone has a sense of humor, if someone, you know, if someone has put um 
thought into the way they come across in that 30 second prompt. Like, I think you can tell about how much someone cares and their intention through something like that. Like, think about the difference between texting someone and talking on the phone. You immediately get a sense of them. It's a really good point. I'm also pretty terrible at texting and messaging. I was never good I at hate that kind texting. of banter. It's uh, horrible. It's it's tough. It's still tough. I'll just just a brief pause to say, uh, you know, you were talking about you're not naive about dating apps and pictures. Do you remember? I think Peter Hoare was on this podcast with us when we had the idea for Blinder before Love is Yes, Blind, a dating app with no photos. Okay, I just wanted to just mention that and move totally. right on from it. Okay. Uh, no, I think the thing with these voice prompts, and please, please write in if you've used them, if you've gotten funny ones or terrifying ones because are men okay? The question we always have to ask ourselves. Actually, my biggest fear around these, if I were thinking about using one, was that people would be like, is she okay? I just would get so awkward recording. I love the 30-second limit, but I don't know what I would say. It's, I think it's, it's just very intimidating to think about like sending something and someone's going to judge you on it. And I, it, it's like when we record ads sometimes by like, and you have to say the copy, but make it nice and normal. And I get really in my head and record it like seven times. 17. Oh my God. 70. I wish all of our listeners could watch a video of the two of us trying to record ads. It is like, so it is, I get so neurotic. It's crazy. And they're probably like, uh, it sounds like you guys spend two seconds on them. And that's because we just kind of give up at a certain point. Yes. <laughs> After a while, we're like, let's just read it. Like, <laughs> F it. Um, okay. So yes, to that point, people have been posting kind of deranged and weird, you know, People going bonkers on the app. Mostly men. Sorry. Gotta say it. Um, having a bath after a long day is literally heaven as a simple pleasure. That's not that weird. But there is some man named Daniel who there's a way to teach people how to say your name as a prompt, which is actually I really like that idea. Um, but his name is Daniel. And he, he says he uses it in a sentence saying, hey, that cool guy Daniel over there. I don't know. They're much better, obviously, when you hear the actual recordings. But Go find this rabbit hole of TikTok because people are bonkies. Uh, But Liza, should we we read some of the prompts? Yeah, let's do it. And say what we would say or what we would ever use as a prompt? Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. So let's start. These are in alphabetical order. So we're going to start there. A shower thought I recently had. Yay or nay? Uh... All I think about in the shower is my to-do lists. <laughs> it's not a calm place for me. The shower is not my happy place. So I would skip this one. What about uh, you? I would skip it too. I feel like, you know, it it feels as though – sorry, I'm just realizing on this website there is an Ashley Madison ad. Like trying to, They're trying to get me. Uh, but I, I feel like shower too could get dirty quickly. I don't know. I worry about the messages that might be incoming um, with the shower thought considering yeah. what people write in, in text on these apps. Okay, a life goal of mine. Would you use this one? No. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> would. I would do mine, but I would be dumb. It would just be, I want to go to Dollywood and I want you to go with me. Oh my God, Liza, <laughs> you're so good at this. Yes. Okay. We need- <laughs> because <clears throat> continually, nobody wants to go to Dollywood with I will me. Go and I was with trying you. to pitch, t- okay. I was trying to pitch Dollywood for my bachelorette party and everyone was like, that's not going to be that fun. It's going to be like a lot of coordination and it's not, it's like hard to have a group at places like that, I'm which is fair. Overriding. But 
I I'm continue to be okay. I continue to be like, I just want to go to Dollywood. We drove past Dollywood on our road trip, and I, Jeff was like, I, "We could go, but we had our dog with us." And I, he was like, "I can sit in the car with the dog for a couple hours while you go." And I was like, "No, I want to experience the joy of Dollywood with somebody." How far away? That is very sweet of him. P.S. That's unbelievable. That's that's the standard, ladies well, and men. I've been talking. He he wouldn't <laughs> normally do that, but I've been talking about Dollywood a lot for a lot of years. He knows that this is my dream. So truly, if it was like Six Flags, he'd be like, "No, okay, well, <laughs> you're you're done." I'm gonna, you know, just have some opinions, get involved. We'll see. Whatever. Um, I, that's great. So I think that we should we should do a prompt. Not just voice prompt. We should do like a, a prompt episode with Carlin focused on dating app prompts and, and ideas because you and her are both excellent at it. But I think the key, I was like looking at my friend's profile the other day. I feel like the key is what you just did. A life goal of mine. My immediate, because I'm boring and not so creative, my thought was like, no, that's so cheesy. But it's taking like the serious one and making having fun with it. And it is a life yeah. goal. But yeah. yeah. Yes. I like that. Okay. All right, I'm going to ask you the next one. A random fact I love is. Oh, boy. I, mm, mm, Liza, I know there's one that I like to talk about. But (laughs) what is it? Like that asparagus pea is not genetic or something? I don't even remember the fact about that. I'm so vanilla. Gosh. No, these are, it's hard to have these on the spot. And also, I just thought of one and then I was like, I couldn't put this on a dating app because it could skew sexual or creepy. This is something where, like, if yeah. a man did this about a woman's biology, it would be creepy. But mine would be that the, uh, for men, your low hanging testicle, there's always one testicle that is yes. lower than the other, is the opposite of your dominant hand. So if you're a righty, your left half testicle is the low hanging. It's like true. I've asked every male friend I've ever had. Wow. Well, I'm going to do some of my own research on that too. That's yes. very interesting. But yes, however, I, I, I couldn't put it on this. But that is the random fact that I love because I just think it's delightful. I like that it's – I also like this is not like the random fact about you thing, the icebreaker thing. It's a random fact I love. I like totally. this one. I would have to think about it because I don't know many yeah. facts. It's – there are certainly fun ones that are not about testicles that would be better. That would be good. I would not use my testicle knowledge on this. An overshare. That's a risky one. No, don't use that. Best travel story. How do you do that in 30 seconds? You've got to be. This is like yeah. stand up or something. Like not that you have to be funny, but I guess I I also feel like talking about travel on the apps is, I think, like a little bit cliche and played out. We had a really smart guest. This might actually, this might have been an Olivia thing where it was like, travel is boring on the apps. Everyone loves travel. Everyone, and it becomes an opportunity to like humble brag, but also like, I don't know, like, yeah, like flex in a weird way. And also like, I don't know, unless you have a really, unless you saw Bill Murray when you were in Botswana and he, you know, spanked you. I know that's fucking weird. I'm in a weird mood. Like, unless you have a great (laughs) 10 second anecdote that is like the craziest story you've ever heard. I don't want to hear about like, I went here and ate this, you know? A hundred percent. I just, I think to your, to, to this, this whole conversation though, you are having great 
instincts and ideas around these. I am not. And I think that's kind of the point of using these voice notes is it's like you're going to get a sense of who that person is or if they're not using them because they're just like, I can't figure it out. Like that would be me. Just want to call it's also, out, oh, no. Just briefly, three hours later here and I'm hitting the bottom of my second coffee. So <laughs> could be a time Thank place you. thing. Thank you. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, don't use change my mind about, you know, that's like from the meme or the, it wasn't a meme. It was a guy. Okay, no. I like this one. First round is on me if. I just would have to think about what that is. Like literally, you know who Jen Shaw is or something would be mine right now. But then also, no, probably, maybe not. I love that one. That's a great. That's the best one. Ugh. It's so open-ended too. It's a great way to change your person, to change your personality, to show your personality. Like the travel story, I don't think is a good way to show your personality. It's a way to like flex. Brag. And this yep. is a great way to be like, here's who I am. Here's what I care about. Like, it can be funny. It can be smart. It can be whatever. It can be anything. I really like, yeah, I really like open-ended stuff like that. And I like all of them. I don't like the dating me is like, don't hate me if I, I think the right clever person who's good at creating dating app profiles could make those fun. But the me-centered ones, I don't like. I would say, even there is a fact about me that surprises people. I like the a fun fact about the world one. Like I think any of these that take it a little bit off oneself and saying first round is on me as much as that says me, it's I'm going to pay drink for drinks if you totally. whatever funny thing. Wow, I'm I'm really I would Dating really me is it. like I feel like Carlin would have a really good answer for dating me is like. Yeah. And like she would kill it. it she would make it like really really good, but I feel like I would feel I would not be able to answer that for a million dollars. Like, I just don't know. It's it, it you know, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I'm like can't even form a sentence like tending to a, a rescued puppy off the street. That's what dating <laughs> me is like, like a ball of anxiety all of the time. I need a lot of love and food and drink. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a hilarious answer. <laughs> I mean, it would get me so many dates. Uh, also, I need a lot of love and food and drink, I think is great for, <laughs> for, for the, just for something. for something. Don't hate me if I, that would be good for don't hate me if I need a lot of love and food and drink. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. And I think I, I am now more pro these though I'm sorry, I, I can already hear people writing in like I've gotten these awful voice notes that are disgusting or creepy. But I like that you'll be able to suss people out real quick. Are they taking them too seriously or are they having fun with them? And Totally. And also as much as like I don't want anyone to be digitally harassed or made to feel uncomfortable online, I am like not saying that. But if you do get ones that are weird or like make you feel uncomfortable even in like small ways what a kind of gift because you don't have to spend an hour or you won't end up spending an hour in person with someone who makes you feel that way like it is such a this can be such a screening tool to be like and again this is this is leaving aside people who are actively harassing or like making you feel um yeah uh, being inappropriate like the, the things that really stand out but if you just get somebody who's like you can tell is a butthead or a contrarian or 
who says stuff that's like really insinuating and makes your skin kind of crawl like fucking next it, it just that can be such a, a, a it can save so much time I think yeah someone's voice will let on to their ick if there's an ick there way sooner than their text will totally a hundred percent yep and yeah love that Love it. Great game. I want to answer those all day. We'll do more because clearly I just had a screenshot of the first, you know, quarter of the alphabet. So, (laughs) okay. So let's take a quick break and we will come back with dating data. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back with the Match Singles in America study. So this is a, a study that's been running for a while, I think. And obviously it's coming from a corporation that makes all these dating apps, but I find it very interesting. Uh, we're going to play a game, Liza. There is one section of this research. We'll get into some of the other fun facts as well, or fun facts, interesting facts. There's one section about what do singles really want, and I am going to tell you a couple of the things that people, respondents were polled about, and I want to ask you what you think the higher percentage was. So what do singles want? Here are some examples. Want someone comfortable with their sexuality, emotionally mature. I'm going to give you two, and you tell me what you think was ranked higher. Ooh, this is so fun. Okay. So um, what do singles want? Singles want someone they can trust and confide in, or do they want someone confident and self-assured? Which one do you think has the higher percentage? Again, there's – you can answer both, so it's it's not binary. But oh, trust and confide or confident and self assured. Oh my god! So I would answer trust and confide in, but I'm worried that confident and self assured got the higher percentage. Well, let's have a a, a round of applause for humanity because seventy nine percent said confident and self assured, eighty four percent said trust and confide. Yeah, good job, singles. You really want the right things. No. I mean, confidence is also a totally legitimate thing to be attracted to. I That feels... Yeah. Like, ideally both. But if you could only pick one. Yep. You know. You can work on confidence. Okay. Here's another one. What do singles want? Do they want someone open-minded and accepting of differences? Or do they want someone physically attractive more? So like, of 100%, Ooh. which is the higher? Physically attractive or open-minded and accepting of differences. Open-minded, I hope. Yes. I can't Yay. believe it. Good job, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm like, there it feels like there's a large swath of the internet trolling population you did not poll. But um, 83% want someone open-minded and accepting of differences. And only 78% want someone physically attractive. Now get this. Guess what that percentage of wanting someone physically attractive was in 2020, one year ago. Same study. Whoa. It's 78 now. Uh, 89? 90%. Wow. Look Whoa. at Liza go to Vegas today. 
because we all got lonely in COVID and realized that like connection is the most important thing. And like, yeah, status around like being able to Instagram your hot boo doesn't matter as much. Maybe this is my this is my uneducated sociological guess. Well, guess what? Based you on are nothing. A wise sociologist, because this is kind of the first section of this data. Emotional maturity has never been hotter. Very interestingly, I think that this year, really to your point, like did lead people to surround themselves with people who are actually good for them. And all these stats are in the 80s. Want someone they can communicate with, wants and needs to, want someone emotionally mature, want someone who has a life of their own, want someone comfortable with their sexuality. So that's that's pretty fun. Um, The next section is about Gen Zs and millennials. So our favorite topic, our our favorite topic. This is a little bit, you know, I don't know if we'll play a game with this one, but I found it interesting that um, 50% of young singles are open to having a long distance relationship, which is about 20% more than singles overall, which I found interesting. So 50%, so that means 30% are open who aren't a young single, but yeah. Interesting. I feel like yeah. What is that? Yeah. What's your reaction to that? It to me, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I think when you're young, you don't feel as I I think as you get older, you're like more about your um day to day. You're like relationship goals or something and when you're young you can see a lot you know your future isn't as like locked down so you can see like you can be more open to moving parts that's not like a qualitative like either scenario is fine I'm not judging either of those but what do you think as someone who's actually been in a long distance relationship um I think part of it at least my long distance relationship was prioritizing this will sound dark but honestly my career and and school over a relationship I just think that one like yeah digital era like we can keep in touch better but also I think people are rethinking how um vital a relationship is to their their life which it is not totally vital. it is is a nice to have not a need to have as we say me I said I just said that <laughs> okay so this Work. is very interesting okay I will give you I actually will not read the headline of this section, but this is about hookup culture. And I am curious, what percent of singles do you think who responded to this poll say they want to date casually out of 100%? Wow. And this is all ages. This is all singles. Yes, I think. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So of 100%, how many want to date casually? 62. 11%. Whoa, I am off, baby. This is based on like probably when I was single, which was like early 20s, fucking rumspringa, everyone's fucking everybody. Yeah, we were kind of in the prime time of that. I think hookup culture was becoming like there were articles being written about it at colleges and and how nobody dates anymore in in a kind of alarmist way, I feel, um, when we were that age when we were a young single but this is all singles Mm -hmm. uh interestingly kind of the takeaway on matches part 
is that the pandemic has initiated an appetite for more meaningful, steadfast, and long-term relationships. And to the shock of many, young singles are embracing this trend the most. So Wow. Yeah. I'm so in love with Gen Z. You guys are – they're so much better than millennials. I, I – Look, I'm joining the bandwagon of hang- hating on millennials right now, even though I think we're unfairly besmirched all the time. But like, we might be included Gen Z- in young, which is so kind. Oh, that I'm would be sure. nice. We were in the last <laughs> section, but yes, I'm I'm with you. Gen Z is better. <laughs> They're just more mature than we were. And an interesting, like, you know, this is a lot of prognosticating, but like. The end of this says, it's possible this desire for more commitment could lead to future generations growing up with more family stability, which would be different. That would be so nice. Good for them. Sorry that we are um, bringing down the averages on young, if we can still be counted as young. I'm calling us young. 33 is young. (laughs) 33 is definitely young. We're young millennials. Are we medium millennials? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? I think we're like pretty smack dab in the middle. Okay, but I'm we're gonna, the millennialist millennials because we, we're right in the we're, we're Lena Lena Dunham age. Exactly, yeah, that's true. We are girls, uh, <laughs> chicks. Productions LLC. Okay. Oh my god! If you get it, you get it. If you don't, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, but let's just call out another fact that makes me get skeptical of that. Only 11 percent of singles want to date casually. 62 percent of singles say they are interested in finding finding a meaningful, committed relationship. So maybe some people just don't want a relationship, but I I think date casually has gotten this like bad connotation. So I could see people who want to do it and not responding that way. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I think also sometimes it's hard. That's one of those self-reporting things, like how people that like the Trump polls where like people didn't actually want to admit they were voting for him. And, you know, whatever. This is when people still yep. knew that was embarrassing in 2016. Um, But I think it is probably hard for people like everyone wants a genuine connection in theory, but I think also it might be hard for people to admit like, oh, but I also do want to like have sex with a lot of people, which is, again, fine. And there's no judgment. I feel no judgment around that. I think you should go for it as long as you're being safe and emotionally respectful. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. Okay, I'm going to ask you a a new section. Beep, 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 boop. Okay. What percent of singles do you think said that the pandemic hasn't negative negatively affected their dating life? Whoa, this is a really good question and a hard one. Yeah. Okay, what percent said it has not negatively has not. impacted? 20? Higher. Okay. Whoa. 74. 74. Whoa. Oh. I am off baby you're not though this is why it's kind of highlighted only one in four singles said the pandemic negatively impacted their romantic life which is interesting very i'm shocked by that i feel like this there's like more behind this stat to the kind of work shaney silver does and things maybe it's just that you know reprioritizing what actually matters to you yeah or I, i you know I think if you're if you are really trying to meet new people, how could it not have affected you negatively, right? But yeah. if you kind of rethought what you were looking for, I don't know. I'm definitely reaching. There's no data behind what I'm saying now, but okay. It's also, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a certain amount of those people who are people who just were ignoring the pandemic, which is unfortunately a lot of people. True. But it also, I mean, maybe that speaks to some of what this other data is talking about, which is like people are valuing connection and lo- like, you know, 
we heard from Carlin even like there were more FaceTime dates. There was more like conversation before you decided to meet. Like people were putting more of an emphasis on connection. But also, I would guess that Carlin would say it negatively impacted her dating experience. I don't want to put words in her mouth. We'll ask her next time she's on, maybe. Yeah, we definitely should. Because, yeah, I, that feel, that stat felt wild to me. Um, okay, speaking of video dates, how many young singles do you think had a vid- have had a video date before meeting in person? Like, I would say 65%. Half, yep. And one in four okay. people who aren't young. I, I'm pretty sure young is Gen Z and millennial. But okay. uh, 71% of singles say video chatting helped determine if they wanted to meet up in person. And 47% thinks it, percent thinks it helps avoid a bad date. I'm guessing people have had bad video dates and that's why that got a lot lower. Yeah. Um, that could be, again, I think that the awkwardness of a video date is something I would like struggle with. And how many singles do you think have felt romantic chemistry during a video date? Ooh, 40%? 78%. Oh, damn. So oh, is that of, of people who have been on a video yes. date? Sorry. Should okay. have clarified. Yep. No, that's fine. That makes sense. Okay. We'll st- skip the vaccination part because we all feel that way. Um, okay. How many singles do you think say out of 10 or percentage, whatever you, whatever you prefer, are open to dating someone of a different race or ethnicity? Oh, this makes me nervous. Out of, okay, the percentage, I would say, I I hope it's 100%, but I'm sure it's like 70%. It's 7 and 10, so 70. Um, that is a 22% increase compared to before the pandemic. But I think, okay. unfortunately, self-reporting gets involved here too. That's so fucking weird. Why? Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, not, I'm never going to understand racism, but I, I certainly do not understand why – if you're looking for connection, you would care what I know. fucking race or ethnicity somebody is. I just can't fathom that. What do you think the number one thing people on the apps have felt discriminated against? Again, I'm uh, – this is a little tricky. From this research, I'm not going to go out and say that this research was conducted and that's definitely true. But totally. what do you think kind of outweighed the others? Um, I would say height. It's weight. One in five. I was going to say height or weight, but I didn't want to pick two and and cheat on this game that we invented. I don't believe this stat. 78% of single people of color do not feel like they have been discriminated against in dating. I just don't, from anecdotal, from our friends and people we've talked to, but I I feel like every person of color who we've interviewed about dating has said they've had a negative experience surrounding their race, which is like insane. Yeah. So that feels interesting. How many people do you think have dated someone with different political beliefs? What percent of people? Low. Um, Maybe like 30%? 46%. Okay. And 45% have dated outside of their race. So actually different political beliefs is slightly higher. Which feels feels like political beliefs should be lower in this climate. I don't know. Yeah. Not saying you Well, it's funny. I wonder how that's quantified. Because again, and I've always said this, like I would be open to dating someone with different political beliefs than me as long as we aligned on social issues. You know, I I don't have any beef with people who are economically conservative. You know, like I don't know that much about (laughs) the economy, you know, (laughs) but it's like I would never date someone who is pro-life 
<laughs> yeah. or you yeah. know racist or yep. <laughs> like I, never so it's yeah I I wonder how that so in that way I might say that I have dated people with different political beliefs than me but That's again true. yeah this is more like super socially liberal libertarians <laughs> then good point that's probably why that percentage isn't as low as maybe we were both thinking it would be yeah okay interesting a couple more these are more back on on the the man versus woman <laughs> okay so who do you think is more ready by percentages to find a long-term romantic relationship men or women i am not sure how they quantified kind of non-binary or, you know, I don't think sexuality is in a, is part of this. It's just men or women are the two percentages I currently have. So what do okay. you, who do you think? I mean, probably women. I hate to be stereotypical. No. So oh, men, shit. 42% of men are more ready to, are ready to find a long-term romantic relationship. 29% of women. Girls. Yeah. Down who, with the patriarchy. Good for us. Yeah. Get that D. Do it. They need us to. Or vagina. Procreate. No, I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, let's fucking Lissy Strata, all of them. That's the opposite <laughs> of what this is. I don't, <laughs> that reference doesn't make any sense. I just am about it. I like it. Uh, okay. Once people are dating, who feels an emotional connection faster, men or women? Like by the second date, who do you think feels the emotional connection? I'm worried that I'm just going to be like the most stereotypical here, but I would say women. I'm guessing just because I think we're more open. Nope. It is men. Again, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, baby. 53% of men can feel it by the second date compared to 38% of women, which is why I'm confused at all those men who strung me along if they weren't feeling it by the second date. (laughs) No. I Uh, love this. I'm happy. This means we are fucking tearing down the patriarchy. Also, men felt more pressure to find a relationship than women. 24% of men felt pressure to find a relationship. 17% of women that's fucking awesome. It truly is like this is what I'm hopeful is happening is that women are these these things are evening because it's like we all want connection. We all want to feel love. We don't all want relationships and that's totally fine. But like it's so be, by toppling the patriarchy. I know everyone's fucking eye rolling at me with this. But like we are trying to make men more open, more in touch with their emotions, more in tune with their emotional wants and needs, and women less beholden to societal pressures around relationships. So, like, these numbers should be coming in about the same. That would mean that men are getting in touch with their feelings and women are stopping caring if society views them as less worthy because they don't have a relationship. Okay, diatribe over. And I love how low the numbers are. They're both below a quarter. So, that's great. Uh... Okay, this this is really interesting to me. While men are often seen as more eager to enter the bedroom, 81% say they now find sex less important than they did pre-pandemic. Wow. I don't buy it, but I will take it. <laughs> At least they're really yeah. if they're reporting in that way, they're they're thinking a little bit differently about their relationship to sex. I don't know. It's funny, all of these like all of this data around sex and the pandemic is coming out now. Like I just saw an article yesterday that was saying that basically just like Americans across the board are having way less sex. Like there's, we should do a, like we should get an expert on around this specifically of like sex and the pandemic. Let's talk. Yeah. There's a section on that in here and I won't continue reading statistics to everybody, but 
I I hate I didn't know it was called slutty summer. I thought it was vax girl summer, vaxed and waxed. But they're saying the not so slutty summer. But basically, all this data that's saying people are actually waiting longer to have sex. There was never this like big you know rush to just bone each other, which makes a lot of sense considering the pandemic is absolutely still going on. You know, over a thousand people are dying every day in this country. So, but. It just feels interesting. I I really wonder, um, like naked photos declined. I'm just this is very fascinating. I do want a sociologist on to or a psychologist to just speak to yeah. this because it's just like sex in 2021 in America. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna research that because I think it would be a really fun conversation. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and that's just a taste of some some dating data i love Ooh, numbers. that was fun i love a game i like guessing and i am embarrassed that i did so badly <laughs> <laughs> and that i was so gender normative i'm embarrassed well we are you know we're old ass millennials now we're not young singles anymore liza except fingers off the pulse baby um <laughs> <laughs> amazing all right shall we do our listener question let's do it do you want me to read it since you were so gracious to narrate the last section of course i'm sure people are sick of hearing my voice please not at all never okay hi kimmy and liza i had a question for y'all Ooh, i love the y'all about matching someone's level of interest and effort in early stages of dating i matched with a guy on hinge and we went on a first date that started with drinks we ended up hanging longer and grabbing dinner we pretty much closed the restaurant because we were talking for so long we shared a brief kiss at the end and he said that he'd love to see me again a week later, I decided to ask him out on a second date. Good for you. Well, he said that he'd love to go on the date I had planned. He had a friend visiting for the weekend to do some sightseeing. We're in NYC, and he just moved here for work. I haven't heard from him in about a week. I guess my question is, do you think it's worth reaching out again and asking to meet a second time? I want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they actually are busy, but I also noticed that he's updated his profile in the time that I haven't heard from him. We all live in a world where communication is at our fingertips, but I can't help think but think that he was merely entertaining me and ultimately isn't interested in pursuing anything further. All right. This feels like a pep talk moment. One, thank you for writing in. You are absolutely not alone. Every single person, if they're listening to this podcast, has been in a very similar situation. And perhaps without even the, the brave step of asking someone out for the second date, which shout out. But I think you're answering your own question in a way. You had a great first date. You had a brief kiss. He said he'd love to see you again. You reached out. You haven't heard from him in a week. I think it's time to say, as as our TikTok star Tinks says, hold a funeral for this person. You know, like, he could be busy, but why do you want someone who's too busy to answer your text, a vulnerable text at that, or to follow up on it? Why do you want someone who's, you know, not going to reach out to you first? Not that he needs to, but just like, I guess my thought is, it's not about you. It's definitely about him, but you you don't have time for that. So I don't think it is worth sending that next text because even if it's like, oh yeah, no, let's go out. This is going to come up again. You want someone who is I was going to say obsessed with you, which is not what you want, but in, as interested as you are, especially this early in dating. Liza, what do you think? A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think that these are little hints. If this is the true crime pro- podcast of this person, these are clues. 
and they all point to he's the murderer. I don't know what this metaphor is. <laughs> like this is I think that you, you know, you you can tell like I I would say think about in your own experience how many times someone has like proved you wrong in a situation like this or a friend of yours. Like if someone is a bad communicator or not that straightforward or like disappears for weeks at a time or there's even if they pop up a little bit later, you know, I would say if he texts you back and he's like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. My friend was here and then work exploded and I had bed bugs or whatever happens when you first move to New York. There's sometimes disasters. I think be like, it's fine. Like, let me know when you're free and put it in his court. And if he steps up and like makes a plan and makes a reservation and whatever, then it's fair. But I would say like the ne- if he does reach out again, you let him plan the date, pick the date, make the, you know, initiate the things and if not, vary that. Hold a funeral. He's not a good communicator. Also, like, if he just moved here, he might be. I don't want to, like, again, put my millennial, like, early 2010s hookup culture baggage on you. But he might be kind of, like, wanting to go out and experience a lot of stuff and blah, 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 which is his right. But he should be communicative about that instead of being a dick, which he is being. Um but yeah, I would say thank you next to this gentleman and yeah. get on a new date. Message three new people on the app this week. A hundred percent. And I would almost, okay, only because I relate to this listener so much, especially in checking like he's updated his profile. I will almost go out there and say, not even, a, he's not even a full dick. Just bear with me. I love you. I want to call him a dick too. But right, like you want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's actually busy but he's updated his profile. And I know our listener isn't saying that that's like not okay, but I used to in my head be like, they're updating their profile. That's, I feel betrayed so early in something. And even if he's lying about being busy, it's not the most polite. It's not a good sign. This is not the person for you. And you found that out. You learned your lesson. It's it's added to your list of people you won't be dating. And again, I know it's hard because a first date going so well that you close the restaurant down it's so hard to have a good first date. But so often, good first dates are not good relationships. And totally. I, again, really sorry. But I think as fucking hard as it is and as bad at this as I, I've always been really bad at this, but just like, bye-bye, night-night to Liza's um, uh, vernacular language. <laughs> night-night. Yeah, night-night. Yeah, that can be our, you know, we did not come up with funeral. So it's like, night-night. See you maybe some other time, but night night time and uh, I'm not going to reach out to you again because what I think the other thing I I would encourage anyone in this situation to ask themselves that I never, I let my emotions get the better of me. Like what is actually, what am I hoping will come out of this text? And here it's a little more straightforward. It's like a date, but again, it's, he's not going to change to your point, Liza. When, when has someone proven you wrong? I'm, I'm thinking you're going to night night and talk to yeah. three more guys. I want to see the percentage on that. How many times people have proven you wrong? Like not you, this listener, the global you. Yeah. Because for me, it has happened. It's just happened once out of dozens and dozens of times, you know. But I know that when I was dating, I would hang on to like, oh, but this one time, this guy's yes. actual, his dog died and he was whatever, you know, what it, whatever it was. 
So and and yeah, I think it happens rarely. I think it's pretty rare that it's actually like you're encountering someone at a time when they are so busy they can't text you back. Like that I think happens 5% of the time and we we yeah, it's it's hard to wrap our heads around that. Yeah, and again, ideal world he would have shared where he was at and said if he was interested in a second date or pursuing anything further. He didn't. You don't want someone who's not going to tell you where they're at. No time for that. Life is so short. I've been feeling very existential and fearful of death lately. Sorry to get dark. But it really is. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm just I'm laughing at the truth, the truthfulness of it. No, I've been like, literally, the, the person in my home has been like, oh, we can't, we can't talk about when we're dying every day. Like, you've got to go see a therapist for that. It's been bad. But um, I don't know. I feel like I've just, yeah. Uh, two other quick thoughts that are tried and true, little, little helpful things. Maybe not for this particular scenario, but maybe if this starts happening and you've been dating for a few months. One, like, Always, what would you tell your friend? I know it's hard to zoom out. Two, I've never done this second one, but it just came to my mind. Liza, when you were mentioning like his dog died, I should have made myself make pro and con lists, like write them down, but like legitimate and illegitimate lists or like proven self raw. Like I should have made a list and written things down for people I dated for ever and ever and ever, but wasn't actually dating. And the list would be, two on one side and 8,500 on the other. And that would have been, for me, that would have it's helped like, me. like, I don't know why I'm in such a true crime moment. Well, I always am. Yes, please. But it's like, by the way, send me your true crime suggestions. I am out of true crime content and I want it all the time. Um, This is to everyone in the world at, <laughs> at five, five one first dates pod on Instagram. Um, But I think that it's like um circumstantial and non-circumstantial evidence you know it's like you can always build a really really intense case with circumstantial or like kind of guessy based evidence or like but these little threads but then look at like the actual dna which is i think like are they communicating are they there are they like what can i what can i say about someone that is not just like slightly conjecturing on my part but like they're texting every day they're being really responsive they're being whatever like that is dna (laughs) i love it liza and you know what we asked for your dating detective stories here should be your goal after a first date or second date you want the case to be if if there's something off you want that case to be closed so early that it doesn't become a dating detective story (laughs) here i go i want to keep going with no true crime totally but you want that case to be closed and here i think we have cases closed and we move on. And that's honestly the best outcome. It, it, if you think about it like true crime, <laughs> you, want it, you want it solved. You, you don't want like all these loose ends. You don't want the doubt. But I feel like here it's almost just a blessing. It sucks. But it's a blessing that you got a very clear non-answer. Again, this could change. Please update us. We could be totally off the mark by this time this week. Uh, but case closed and that's a good thing. In, totally. in this case like I was saying about the messages earlier if you get a creepy vibe from one of or sorry for, about the voice prompts if you get a creepy vibe like it is somewhat of a gift because you've saved yourself time yes um I feel like we're ending on the notes of night night fear of death true crime 
it's very dark. I will. I, I just will, watched I'll, a great video of a puppy that I would recommend to anyone. Just please look up Malamute takes a bath. Um, I'm gonna just I'm, read. I'm gonna do a re. I'll read the Reddit ship to lighten it up. We don't have to talk about it because it's a silly one. Perfect. Um, okay. Want to break up because my girlfriend compliments me with poetry and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> My 25 male girlfriend, 20 female, of two years recently has had some sort of spiritual enlightenment phase and has begun complimenting me every day with poetry, writing down verses of poetry in my work bag, and it makes me uncomfortable. She makes me feel like I'm her son because of how extra she's begun complimenting me. She sends me long poetic texts during her lunch break, and the most recent one was, how can you be so perfect? You must be a figment of radiance enveloped in the beauty of flesh where flesh has imperfections, yet you have none. Such an oxymoron should not exist, yet here you stand dazzled in the wondrous beauty I thought was unimaginable. You must have been born with the blessings of the stars and the benevolent grace of God. She's not oh even religious. <laughs> oh, it's nice to be loved that much, though. I know. I, I feel know. kind of awful, but it's it's not. But good. I, not if good. I got this text, I'd be like, I am going to change my name. Yeah, and it's you'll time never find to me. open up a real uh, detective case. Uh, she's not even religious and I'm not either. And I don't even know how she writes so extravagantly because she's never had an interest in reading or poetry before. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin to feel so intimate when we really haven't even said I love you two years in. Okay, there is a larger issue. I have to admit Whoa. I didn't read this all the way through. We want to break up with her, but I don't know how to do so without hurting her feelings because I don't really have any excuse other than you make me uncomfortable. Whoa. Wow. Dude, this is to- so funny. <laughs> I This case should have been closed so many days before two years. I'm sorry. Like, this is, it's not about the poetry. Like, it's not about the pasta. It's not about the poetry. Like, yeah. This was like, if if we were in one of my classes analyzing this text as it, like a screenplay, we'd be like, what's this, what's this story about? It's about they've been together for two years and haven't said I love you. You know, like, that's, that's the crux. That's the crux. Um, if you're into spiritual poetry, please don't hate us. I'm sure yours is great. I'm actually a fan of this girl's now because sounds like her boyfriend's a dick. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Liza, thank you for being here with me early thank on a Friday. Thank you for waking up early and the day after your birthday, champion. Oh, um, please. Everyone. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend. We love you guys. We will be back next week with an awesome guest dr darcy sterling she's a repeat guest everyone loved her the first time you're gonna love her even more the second time we're obsessed with her it's a great interview and like us follow us read the subscribe review we love you and go on a date go on a date our kids have said to us since we moved to minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.